This is Mr. Tolu Balogun. On the Walk From Home podcast, I will be teaching you a lot of things you can do to upgrade your skills and be able to run a Walk From Home business successfully. Stay with me and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to another beautiful episode of the Walk From Home podcast. I'm super excited to have Jenny with me. She is like me an introvert and that is exactly what we're talking about today actually about introversion dynamics she's the professional here i'll not try to behave like i understand introversion dynamics and that is why we have her here so jenny please introduce yourself to the listeners (laughs) hi tulu thanks for having me and even before we were recording we were having a conversation so my name is jenny toe i am based in singapore i'm a lawyer and i'm also a certified and trained life coach i run my own uh, life coaching business here in singapore Uh, it's called river life coaching and one of my passion is to coach introverted professionals to be more visible in the workplace while still remaining authentic so it's not to force them to become extroverts uh, but it's to really be empowered being an introvert and leveraging on on the skills that uh, introverts have which is really developing strong one-to-one relationships so i won't give too much away we're gonna have a great conversation (laughs) so so before we i want us to quickly jump on something before we go and build our story so one of the problems that i have as an introvert is this when i'm working with clients one of the best things i can do is anticipate things before they happen and when i anticipate these things before they happen i tend to prevent a lot of things that could go wrong and because i do not probably carry along the clients and explain that okay i did this this and this and this a lot of times, it, some of them do feel like uh, maybe work is not being done. So, what do you feel um, an introvert like me will do in a case where it feels like work is not getting done? But then I understand a lot of things that I've been doing. You know, it's kind of like you don't understand the value of this person until you say, "Okay, it's time to pull your pull this person out," and then. When you now realize you put the person out, then you now realize that how was he able to actually do it and nothing went wrong? And now he's out of the system and everything is wrong. Wow, that, that sounds complicated to Lou, but uh, I can uh, understand where you're coming from because for introverts, um, we spend a lot of time reflecting and thinking about things and what I hear, you know, your your. Um, piece that you're putting out there for your clients you need it to be really well thought out to be perfect before it goes out so there's a lot of thought process in it and your clients don't see that so one one small tip for uh, introverted business people you know when, when they're pitching and all that is to explain a bit about your thought process I know it, it feels a bit awkward but think about it think about like you're sharing that story of how you came up with this idea of how you came up with the process and take that person along with you with that story it's easier for you when when it's a smaller group of people I know if you're doing a presentation to a lot of people then then it's it's a bit uh, I, I guess you feel a bit awkward 
awkward, even in a big group, just focus on um, one person okay. that you really need to speak that message to, and then you know speak that message. I find that when introverts connect with the purpose, whether it's the purpose of the project, is the purpose of that work, or isn't it, it, or even if it's their life purpose, then we get very passionate about it. So、mm. it's about connecting with that purpose. So your project, you connect with it, you are so involved. So just speak about it as though you know you're sharing a story because we like to have this kind of deeper level conversation. Hope that helps. Yeah, absolutely, it helps. And especially when you said if it's a bigger group, you just pick、um, someone that you feel needs to have that information, and it's way easier that way actually. And、um, it would also definitely、um, prevent. Any misunderstandings that might arise as a result of not sharing your thought process or whatever goes into the work you're doing that might not be seen by people who are in the team. So thank you very much for that. So let's get started on the real. <laughs> I thought、no. that was already the meat of the conversation, <laughs> but yes, let's get started. <laughs> no, 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 that was just the appetizer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay, let's get started. <laughs> all right then. So let's look at introversion. And definitely, if they are introverts, they are extroverts. So, who are introverts? What role do they play in the workplace? Who are extroverts, and what role do they also play in the workplace? At least that way, would be able to understand the difference between introverts and extroverts at the workplace. Well, we are all human beings, so we cannot be.、Um... Put in a particular box. So even for introverts and extroverts, there is a spectrum. You know, sometimes there are more extroverted introverts, and sometimes there are more introverted extroverts. You know, because we are we're we're not a one size fit all. We we are human. We are people. So anyway,、um, a lot of people think that introverts are shy. That's a very、uh, common misconception. Yes, some introverts are shy. I, I was very shy as a child, but however, I've learned to overcome the shyness. However, introversion and ext Extroversion is where you draw your energy from. So, for an introvert, in、um, let's just say in a networking event, yes, maybe for the first hour you are fine.、Uh, for the second hour, you're starting to feel really tired because there's like so many people. So you draw your energy from within. So even after socializing and all that, you know, give yourself. That permission, that okay, my energy is spent. I need to leave, and I need to recharge myself、uh, by reflecting or by having some downtime. Whereas for extroverts, if you put them in a networking event, they are just go go go, and even you know, even after a few hours, they're still very excited because they draw their energy from people. I'm not saying that extroverts don't reflect、uh, internally. It's just that. They can、uh, last longer when it's with people, especially people who whom they enjoy、uh, being with. So, so that's the main difference. Where do you draw your energy from? Awesome, awesome. I mean, that kind of like simplifies it. Where you draw your energy from, you can then know that okay.、Um, and as you said, it's not like you are just one or the other. You are more of one than the other. That's the way it works. So, and a lot of times. One of the things people notice, especially with me, is before they get to meet me or get close to me, they have this misconception of this guy is probably a snob. This guy won't be able to get along with him, and all of that. But then, as soon as we start getting closer, usually within the first one month, they would say, "I never knew you were actually this friendly, this nice, this awesome. I would have been friends with you earlier." 
but I just felt you would be one annoying person and I never wanted to be friends with you and stuff like that. So, I mean, that is one way to put it. But now, let's take that experience and take it to the workplace. How do you feel introverts are perceived, especially when they are at top positions like the CEO or the managers? How do you think they are often perceived based on your experience? Yes, well, thanks for sharing. And it did cross my mind that, yes, introverts tend to be misunderstood in that, like you said, you're a bit aloof, you're a bit standoffish. People think, oh, you know, he's not friendly at all. So, I mean, before we talk about senior management, I mean, people at the workplace, introverts and extroverts. So, extroverts is always that guy who's, been, who's talking a lot, you know, and, and doesn't really, sometimes doesn't really think and just very comfortable in talking. Whereas introverts are the one taking notes, quietly contemplating. And even in a meeting, they hold hold back before they are uh, going to say something but mm. when they say something it's very precise and it's very well thought out and it's it adds value so when I coach my clients I ask them if you're holding back all the time can you imagine what the team is losing out on exactly. is losing out on your knowledge you know and then um, I had a client who said that no I cannot say because it needs to be 100% <laughs> so I asked her your audience again you know who is in that meeting do they need the information to be 100% or do they need just this two questions answered so you know when you do that checking and if your answer is they just need the two answers to those questions you have it so mm-hmm. what's holding you back when you don't have to give the other 80% of it right mm-hmm. and then as for senior management although they are introverted it comes back to connecting with the purpose if they believe that this is the mission and their vision for the organization for their leadership team they speak of it because they're so passionate with it. So again, that's why I don't confuse being introverted as shy once you mm-hmm. connect with your purpose. So I know of senior leaders who are really passionate about building the team, especially now that you know there's remote working, there's hybrid working, and there's uh, people in different geographical locations. And if they are very passionate about diversity and inclusion, they will not stop talking about it. So, you know, although you could be an introverted CEO, if you are really connected with your purpose and how you want to drive your team, um, people won't know you're introverted because you'll be talking. And, and you would spend a lot of time thinking, thinking yeah. how do I engage each team member? And by being an introverted leader, you understand that your introverted subordinates need to be drawn out. So even in team meetings, you would empower them by saying, you know, hey, Tulu, I know you've been working on this. Can you give us a five-minute pitch? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you might feel like, oh, but then you've got that, you know, speaking space for you to talk. Whereas an extroverted leader, uh, it takes some learning as well. They will naturally gravitate towards extroverts. So the two extroverts will be talking and everyone else, you know, will, will be kind of left out. But wow. an introverted leader will know how to manage, will know how to call out the introverts and will still give airtime to the extroverts, but it will be more balanced. Uh, balanced that's, yeah. that's what I've seen from coaching my, my clients here. So, um, quick question before we go to the next. If you were to have a boss, would you prefer to have a more introverted boss or a more extroverted boss? And if you are also to have um, your staff, which would you prefer? Let's take it from your own perspective. <laughs> Good question. And the the natural answer is we 
tend to gravitate towards people we like. So naturally, Tolu, when we even both both of us, when you're talking, when you say I'm an introvert, you know, naturally I gravitate towards you, and and I don't feel that there is a a barrier. Mm-hmm. So I I think in this day and age, we recognize who we gravitate towards. So my simple answer is yes, I would like to work for an introverted boss, and I would have introverted colleagues. But however, too much mm-hmm. introversion in a team also lacks that diversity, mm-hmm. right? So you do need people who are more extroverted and who will just go out there and and take on challenges. You know, that it has to be a balance. True. So if you find that if if you are in in the recruitment agency or you are hiring people, if you find that you gravitate towards, for me, I gravitate towards introverted women. Okay. Just to stop. And and not say not say do not automatically swing the other side and mm-hmm. hire an extroverted male. But however, you say okay, I'm gravitating towards this person. Let's just try and be objective. Uh, mm-hmm. Minus the fact that she's a woman. Minus the fact that she seems to be introverted. What is it about her that's suitable for this role? Mm. So sometimes it's just that event awareness of who we gravitate towards. Taking stock of that. And then you know, giving a more objective uh, assessment. If if we are talking about uh, hiring someone, I mean, mm-hmm. working is is about understanding the personality. So if sure. if uh, someone you think is talking way too much, take a step back before you you start thinking. Okay, I'm not going to talk to that person anymore. <laughs> Just trying to understand why is this person so talkative? You know, where where is this person coming from? And and I think our skills as really understanding people that that's uh, that's definitely key. You mm, know, in true. any relationship. True. Very true. I mean, um, introverts um, generally have this skill where they can actually read people, and with time and with understanding whatever projects we we are on, we can actually accurately predict things before they happen based off the information we have gotten based off all the time we've taken to assimilate stuff so now let's go to the part where we look at the other side of the coin as an introvert what skills do i need to take from my extroverted side to make me more balanced stop thinking so much in your head <laughs> you know so some Sometimes, what do you, what do you say? You know, your overthinking actually prevents you from taking any action. So, mm. as you know, if you're doing your business, yes, I always encourage uh, people to do the planning. You know, myself as a business owner, I I do the a lot of planning. But however, if you keep planning, you'll be paralyzed, right? And you're mm-hmm. not going to take any action because, mm. like you said, you can plan ahead. You know what's the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. and when you see so many worst case scenario, you're not going to do anything. Mm. So, I would encourage your introverted listeners to say, yes, you. Plan, but come to a point. Tell yourself what is that one small step that I can take, you know, and then follow by another small step. Mm-hmm. So if it's making a presentation, let's start with something small. If it's making a presentation, you've done all the prep. Your slides look perfect. So if you need to practice, maybe practice with a friendly colleague, you know, and and do that first before you do the the actual thing. So mm-hmm. so too much thinking is it will will stop you from taking action. So yes, you have to balance that. You know, take small steps. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's um, that's the way to go about it. And about taking small steps that you just talked about, the beauty of that is, in life, we don't always need perfection. We only need um, incremental improvements, and they don't have to be like very big improvements. It just has to be a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and before we know it, the compounding effects will make everything look so awesome, and then people will just look and be like, "How did you get there?" 
they will not understand that you have been consistent about these things. So take this podcast for example, we were talking offline, I told you about how I was able to get started with this podcast, it was always um, Zoom, I was always using to record, in fact for the first one year it was Zoom, but um, if you listen to those episodes, sometimes you'll hear some glitchy noise. So at some point I said, okay, what do I need to do to make things better? From there we switched to Zencaster. I noticed problem with that and then I did some more research and now I'm using Riverside and I know this is um, a very awesome platform and I really love it. I don't see any reason why I wouldn't continue using this. So, But if when I was about to start, I was all over my head like I need this to be 100% perfect, I would have lost maybe one year or 18 months trying to make sure that I get this as perfect as it should be and then I would not be able to add as much value that I needed to add. I would not, not have been able to bring as much um, awesome and wonderful guests like you to, I mean, to my listeners and help them to understand a little bit more. I mean, that's all you just need to understand, a little bit more. And, you know, just this little bit here, little bit there would always help us in making the right decisions for whatever business that we are trying to do. So I really appreciate that you mentioned that and definitely I'm sure this is going to be valuable information for um, those listening. As a coach now, you are an introvert, you also love to coach introverts. What are some of the things that you believe makes you a really better coach when you are talking with people as an introvert? I know one of them will be the fact that we can read people really well and we can also listen really well but i really want to hear from you i, I think through my coach training i went through a one-year coach training and i'm wow. a credential coach with uh, international coaching federation because i believe in adhering to high standards Sometimes. and also uh, they have a strong code of ethics as well you know given that my first profession is in law wow. i know coaching is not regulated but yes. i hope that eventually coaching will be regulated because tolu i'm sure people have told you i'm a coach yeah, and then you're like okay what do you do to become a coach oh i attended <laughs> a weekend course you know so but, um they, they might be extroverts right mm-hmm. so they're great in, in speaking mm-hmm. but but i believe that a coach who is trained starts with from within so sure. it, it really resonates with me as an introvert because i did a lot of uh, personal reflection and self-growth and even now i'm growing as a person mm-hmm. and as a coach what i really find to be if you can call it my superpower is i'm still learning this is the ability to take in information like you said you know whatever my client is saying take in the information but here not so much the words mm. but what's going on underneath, underneath the words so it's more like you know tolu if you tell me i am stressed so automatically my judgment will be like oh this is jenny's version of stress but it doesn't mean it's tolu's version of stress mm. so you ask you know tolu when you say stress what's going on where do you feel it in your body mm. and then what situations trigger that stress so so it's very different so i think as you are a trained coach you'll be able to realize your own judgment mm. your own perceptions but you're able to let that go and really come back to your client and understand you know where your client is coming from and the beauty of coaching is that we provide this safe space that's confidential mm-hmm. and the client really feels being truly understood and truly listened to how many times tolu when you're talking and all that you find the other person's just waiting for his or her turn to reply <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just like as soon as you pause they reply they come back with a comment but as a coach we are trained to not come back with comments sometimes when a client stops speaking and and they say oh jenny i'm so sorry i've spoken so much 
then I'm like, it's okay. You know, I'm not rushing in to reply, mm-hmm. and we just kind of like just stay silent. And then I ask the client, what has come up for you after you've said all that? Mm-hmm. And then that person will realize like, oh my, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, and and that's that realization when when we say things uh, to someone. Sometimes it's like the first coaching session, so I'm still like a stranger to that mm-hmm. person. But then it's safe because the person knows I'm not in her life. I don't pass judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, especially if it's work issues, it's not going to go back to her manager or her colleagues. And it's really this safe space to talk about it. And somehow, when you take your thoughts and you put it out there, mm-hmm. it's out there, good or bad. Mm-hmm. So you can't really run away from it. So you have to do something about it. And I think when they realize that, oh, okay, it's out there, I can't run away. It's like that white <laughs> elephant, right? So I need to do something. So mm-hmm. it ties in with. What do I need to do? What's that one small step to make it better? What is that one small step within your control that you can do? So I, I really, as you can hear, I'm really passionate about coaching and I enjoy the process. And it's not about the coach; it's about meeting your client where they are and then taking them that one step out. Yeah, absolutely. Meeting where they are and taking them where they ought to be, and that um, shows me definitely that this is a subject that you're also very very passionate about not only have you taken training you also understand that there are ethics that you need to adhere to which you are adhering to and then you are also doing one more thing which is also wishing and hoping that eventually the coaching world will be very regulated i mean yes it needs to be regulated and you know it's one thing to seek education it's another thing to use that education to become the type of person that would make people's lives better. And definitely, from everything that we've discussed so far, I see that in you. You do not just go to um, get the certification just for the sake of getting the certification. You actually got it so that you could add immense value to people's lives. And I can tell whoever your clients are, or whoever your prospective clients are who are listening to this that they are in good hands if they decide to work with you so thank you very much jenny <laughs> thank you tolu that is so kind and like, like you said you're very astute as well right so you've kind of read me you know even in this short conversation and i do hold that strong responsibility because you're dealing with a person's life and and you know and it's a that person's telling you all the, the things that's going on you know mentally and emotionally especially right now all of us are going through quite a lot of emotional okay. and mental stress as well so it's that sense of release so i hold that with a lot of responsibility awesome awesome so now let's talk about some actions that you believe um introverted people can do today to make themselves better so i mean we are not saying that they are not good at their strengths at the moment we know that there are some things they can also pick from the extroverted sides but i mean because you have worked with a, a number of people and you've done that all at day has probably been some trends that you have noticed especially with the introverts so and i'm sure there has been some advice that has mostly worked for a good number of them so i want you to take that experience <laughs> because you're on our podcast today and because we can ask you to share that experience with us so share that experience with us about how this i mean definitely i don't expect that this will work for everybody but i'm sure it will help a lot of people so what are some things that introverts should work on doing to make themselves better 
Well, thanks, Tolu. You've put me on the spot. It's a very big topic. And, and again, you know, like I said earlier, you meet the client where the client is. But general teams, uh, because your podcast is the work from home podcast, a lot of us are working from home. Introverts really enjoy working from home. But if you have a manager, which I think, you know, in an organization, you would have a manager. And if you work in a team, uh, you're happy to work from home. However, I tell my um, clients to say that, especially if you're new to the organization, make a point to schedule regular check-ins with your manager. And I know introverts like to prepare. So don't just schedule. Sometimes they tell me, but if I schedule a call with him, what am I going to say? So prepare an agenda. You don't have to prepare. I know Tolu, you're probably thinking I need to prepare you know, five bullet points on it. No, no. Just prepare an agenda. Maybe uh, what went well for you this week and uh, what are the challenges you face and what support you need from him. So something like that plan a loosely fitted agenda mm. but make that call happen with your manager because your manager's more likely to notice extroverted employees who Small. speak up a lot mm. whereas for you in a team meeting you might be quiet so leverage on your strength in developing one-to-one relationship mm-hmm. so definitely have regular check-ins with your manager and if you are in a team see who in the team that you are naturally you know uh, that you like one or two people mm-hmm. and connect with them mm-hmm. again to build that trust and rapport mm. uh, then slowly you know you can uh, be more comfortable to uh, interact with the other team members so start small who is that like one person that you think you can get along with mm. and then uh, build that relationship and then in meetings especially in team meetings uh, if you're not called by your manager to say something but you have something to say just just put yourself out there you know, like like I said, you know that answer to those two questions. Mm-hmm. Just answer that two questions. Mm-hmm. I know your heartbeat is going to go really fast. <laughs> but after you answer it, you'll be like, oh, nothing bad happened, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, it's okay. So when you take that one step out, it doesn't feel so scary, so mm-hmm. intimidating mm-hmm. the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, those are things for more impromptu meetings. But of course, if you have to plan... Uh, plan, practice, do what you need. But when you need to present, again, think in your mind, who is that one person you need to speak to? What does this one person need from you? And kind of like focus there, then you won't feel so um, anxious or, or so uncomfortable. Maybe in the beginning you will, but then it takes practice, you know. You ask yourself, why am I presenting this and who will benefit from it? And then lastly, just be kind to yourself. If you have been in meetings like, you know, back-to-back meetings, which happens when all of us are working from home. Take that time to take your half an hour break just to be with yourself. There's nothing wrong. If you can manage your calendar, Mm -hmm. make sure you have pockets of time that you don't jump into back-to-back calls. If you can buffer a 15-minute break, do that block off in your calendar in between meetings. So simple things like that to make sure you are not drained throughout the day. You've got your pockets of time to recharge your batteries. Mm-hmm. Tolu, I don't know whether that's helpful. Very helpful, very helpful. One of the things I know I'm already doing is that I have um, pockets of time that I used to recharge myself because I notice if I work for a long stretch of time, I get stressed and I can't exactly think clearly and I don't like to work when I can't think clearly. So even if it's just a 30 minutes nap, does wonders for me and i'm always really good on that even my wife kind of nags me on that that i sleep too easy (laughs) (laughs) so now thanks for sharing that tip (laughs) (laughs) so now i know for me i already know how to connect with you but for the listener's sake let's go over that how can they reach you if they have questions if they want to get you on as a coach if they want to learn more about 
how they can improve themselves as introverts, how can they reach Jenny? Okay, thanks Tolu. You can find me on my website which is uh, www.riverlifecoaching.com I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. So it's either Jenny Toh, T-O-H or River Life Coaching. Uh, and I'm based in Singapore but that's the beauty of technology. I can coach people wherever they are as long as they have a Zoom account. I think now everyone has a Zoom account. Absolutely. And the time, the time zone matches. So like Tolu, you know, you are in a different location than I am and mm-hmm. we are speaking right now mm-hmm. so this is evidence that it can work <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and i mean for people to have an idea we are actually seven hours apart um yes in singapore she is seven hours ahead of me so while i'm in the morning she's in a late afternoon and we are able to connect still so the time difference it's not going to be an issue we would definitely be able to find a window of opportunity where we can talk and in fact today i still have a recording with another person we had a struggle trying to find the best time to connect but eventually we did and we found time that was a bit late for me and a bit i mean during the day for him also and there would always be time it's not going to be an excuse to say that because we are in different parts of the world we can't connect no we can connect you can work together you can achieve great stuff together so i know um i mean let me just say um, for some people I know your gut is telling you to reach out to Jenny because you just like the way she has presented that information. It's easy to understand and she's non-judgmental. She cares about her clients and she's passionate about what she does. So aside that also, don't forget that she has a Lego background. I mean, that is always a plus. Don't forget that. She also is a certified coach and understands the ethics around it. So it's not just that she's just certified, she actually understands and she's passionate about that. So please do me a favor, make sure you, or do yourself a favor, actually it's not me you're doing the favor, do yourself a favor. If you need to get in contact with Jenny, please make sure you do so. And if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to share with your friends, your introverted friends. Also share with your extroverted friends, it will also help them to understand where you are coming from. So till we meet again, guys, see you again next week. Have a very great week ahead. Bye.